This is that Adore with G Moody here live in the Bronx, New York. First off, we want to really tell the fans or tell anybody we are looking for sponsors. Serious inquiries only. Make sure you hit up my team. Hit me up, gmoody at gmail.com. Make sure you hit them up. They are waiting, but only for serious inquiries only. Hit up my team at hitmeupgmoody at gmail.com. Do it. Get in on the ground floor of this groundbreaking podcast. Get on board of the G train as we take you through these boroughs. This, that, and the third with G Moody. Hashtag the G Moody experience. Yes, yes, you, you. to the beat end. Mm. Scores like 10 on my IQ test. Yes. They fly with the vines, so I'm so funky fresh. I rock to the east, I flow to the west. This Max Julian, number one draft pick. A finger to the rest. Here we go for the Knicks. It's like that, super fat, catch a heart attack. This is the third with G Moody here live in the Bronx, New York. Of course, I don't cut no TV on. I grab the phone and I see my man is at it again. You may say, who's your man? He's not really my man, but he's known for wilding. He's known for doing sucker shit. Alec Baldwin is at it again. The actor Alec Baldwin was in Manhattan. He asked his man to hold a parking spot. A driver came up and managed to wiggle in and get the parking spot. That's New York. That's how we get down here. If you could get the parking spot, you get the parking spot. So Alec Baldwin gets heated, gets out, snuffs the guy. After the guy leaves, tries to put money in the meter, he walks up, does the bullshit, snuffs him from behind. But he should have snuffed his man for allowing homeboy to actually get the parking spot. If you ask your guy to hold the parking spot and... I come in my car and I manage to get the parking spot. You shouldn't be mad at me. You should snuff your man for allowing that shit to happen. But, yo, this dude is getting too loose out here in these streets. This dude is always into some beef, always like having tantrums, talking reckless to cops, talking reckless to people like he going to beat motherfuckers up. Homeboy needs a stint in Rikers Island with the real folks up there. Guarantee you he would be quiet as a church mouse up in there. And he probably will be extorted. Money is getting too loose in these streets. And one day, he gonna get on that tough Tony shit and you're gonna meet the wrong dude. And dude's not gonna know who you are. And you're gonna get shanked. And he's gonna stomp you out, knock you the fuck out. You're gonna be sprawled out on the concrete. It's gonna happen. My murder rate is phenomenal. What I'ma do is crush your abdominals. Say the talk for Donnie, you. This I promise you. Big punisher. Got to keep it real. I pour the rock and real. I blow his pots like Godzilla. A crowd thriller. This down the third with G Moody here live in the Bronx, New York. Wesley Snipes has been ordered to pay back taxes despite trying hard to convince the Internal Revenue Service that he doesn't have the funds. He has to pay $9.5 million back to the IRS. You always got somebody after you're making a lot of money and you're doing your thing. You always got somebody saying, well, you know, we are sovereign people, right? And since the black man was brought here over on the ship, he don't owe, he rightfully is not, he's not supposed to pay the U.S. government taxes. They ain't supposed to charge you. So by you not paying them is legal because you are a sovereign citizen, because you are property of the United States, and if they don't let you know that they can't, they can't deduct these things out of your check, because they make it seem like these they are actually lawyers. 
The first constitution said that the black man was three-fifths of a person, so how do I owe taxes if they said that about me? Wesley, don't pay the government. Wesley believed him. And what did that get Wesley? Time in jail? And after you do the time, you still owe us. And your man is somewhere on 125th Street selling books. And the IRS, how they work, they let you do this shit for 10, 15 years. And you'd be like, oh. So what they're doing is just letting it mount and mount and mount to where you can't pay it back. And you're looking for some payment plan. This ain't no utility service where you could talk to them over the phone. They're going to levy and garnish your shit. They could get your money out before you even get it. So you never play with these people. This is the government. He offered them $850,000. They said, come on, man. We saw what those movie studios were paying you. You didn't give us a dime, man. He failed to convince the court that he doesn't have the assets to pay 850000 So the IRS looked into his real estate holdings. You can't lie. And determined that the reasonable amount that could be collected was about 17 million. Judge Kerrigan wrote, given the disparity between the petitioners, 842,000 and settlement offices calculation of 9 million, we see ample justification to reject his offer of 800,000. So what they said, yo, that 850,000 you kicking? That's not in the best interest of our country, man. We need 9 million, B. 850,000, that's sucker shit. That's chump change. In the interest of our country, we want 9 million. The fuck is you saying? Court adjourned. And another thing, since we're talking about the black man, one thing I always, always bothered me. They say we came over here in ships for 200 years. Where are the fucking slave ships? We have an African-American museum, and nobody mentions that there aren't any slave ships. So the people who we are honoring with this museum supposedly came over here in the transatlantic slave trade, and there's not one remaining slave ship for 200 years of sailing? Get the fuck out of here. You have artifacts from thousands of years ago. That's how you know it could be some bullshit. You got the motherfucking Sphinx is still available for motherfuckers to see. So you don't have a ship from 500 years ago? <laughs> and why isn't it in the museum? There's no ships. Nobody mentions it. All the great scholars. Where the slave ships at, B? I want to see one. We got a museum. The museum from uh, the Museum for African American History in Washington, D.C. opened up to so much fanfare. I went over there. I asked the guard, where, where, where the ship at? I said, you know, the black people came over here. That, that's, the, that's the thing, right? From the west coast of Africa, they was in the bottom of ships. You mean to tell me you ain't got one? I brought, I brought my class here. I got a little class here from Brooklyn. And they were all hollering on the bus. 
Mr. Moody, we want to see the slave ship. I said, yeah, I know they got one. They got one. They don't worry about it. We're going to see one of them. So I'm trying to calm them down because they want to see how their people came over here, how they persevered in such harsh conditions. So surely you got one. If we sail for 200 years, that's how you know it's bullshit and we're going to get to the bottom of it. I think the black people were already here because you don't got no ships. You got the Nina, the Pinta. You're always talking about the Santa Maria, right? They got them shits in museums. Where are our ships? They got dinosaurs. You been down to the American uh, Museum of Natural History? As soon as you walk in the door, you see a whole dinosaur. Go there on Fifth Avenue. This time the third with G Moody. I'm heated. Three months past the grand label on my ass. The signifier I'm on. I'm on the microphone saying 50, 55. How I'm living, we've been living here. Living ain't the word I've been given. Heaven got classified. Send a half not fighting the halves. Cause it's all about money. When it comes on again, mean I'm getting mine. This time the third with G Moody. Just like I said, if the Lakers, the NBA team, if the Lakers hit a skid, which they have, and they lose games, the head coach will immediately be on the hot seat. Luke Walton is the head coach. And he just, Magic Johnson brought him in his office and said, yo, if we don't improve, if the team doesn't improve, you about to be out of here. Because Magic Johnson and the brass of the L.A. Lakers didn't hire this motherfucker. So any losing streak it's going to be laid at his feet. And LeBron, wherever he goes, it's always some type of issue with the coach. So I know on the low, LeBron is like, yo, we need somebody with cachet, man. This motherfucker ain't even made no all-star teams. How he coaching me? I'm better than you, Magic. How he coaching me? So Luke Walton is skating on thin ice. It's only a matter of time. I don't know. Even if they start winning, they, this is reason to get rid of this motherfucker. I don't know who they're going to bring in. What marquee guy that do, do they have in, in the NBA? You can't coax Phil Jackson out of retirement. What, why not bring Ty Lue back? Ty Lue won a championship with L.A. I bet he's loved in L.A. I'm sure LeBron wouldn't have a problem with Ty Lue coaching the Lakers. It will be a win-win move because the L.A. fan base is familiar with Ty Lue. Go for it. LeBron likes him. LeBron got him the head coaching job in Cleveland. It's a perfect match. Ty Lue will be the head coach of the Lakers. You lack some minerals and vitamins. Iron's in the niacin. Fuck who did I affair? Rapper sit back. I'm about to begin. Bout foul talk your squall. Never even walk the wall. More or less destined to get tested. Never been arrested. My album will manifest many things that I saw, did, or heard about. Or told firsthand. Never word of mouth. What's in the future for the fusion in the change? Your rappers are in danger. This goes out to all sponsors. Serious inquiries only. Get in on the ground floor. Hit up my team at hitmeupgmoody at gmail.com. This is for serious inquiries. Get in on the ground floor. You know what this is going to spiral into. Get in on the ground floor. Hit up my team at hitmeupgmoody at gmail.com. We are the dopest podcast coming out. I want to thank the fans 
for showing so much love on Twitter and Instagram. We see it. We're taken aback by it. We love it. So that means we're going to go that much harder. It was a situation that the NFL thought they had moved past. The kneeling. We don't see it pretty much. They're not really making a, they're not showing it on television. You don't hear about it anymore. We think they had, we thought they had moved past it. And, you know, now it's no more gestures. It's more of, oh, what are they doing? What, what, what's the work? Since they made awareness, right, to this. Okay, now it's into the work phase. One of the cheerleaders of the San Francisco 49ers took a knee. She decided to dredge up this shit again. And I wonder what inspired her. What incident that made her go, fuck that. I'm going to take me a knee. What happened? And now, you know, when one person does it, that puts the pressure on all the other cheerleaders. It's just going to spiral into the vendors, into the stands, to where... You order some shit and you just see the, the motherfucker with the hot dog on his knees. The NFL must be like, what the fuck now? What is your gripe? And what are you looking to get? Is this a race hustle? Shit, everybody going to start taking a knee now. I'm, I, you know, the cabs don't pick up black people right no more, right? So and, and when I was outside, I decided to take a knee hailing a cab so maybe this motherfucker will stop so you see me out in the street i just don't be put my hand out and hail a, uh one of these cabs i'm on my knees doing that shit all situations where black people are in this is how you get shit you want to get ahead of the line you in fairway or some supermarket just take a knee so i guess the cheerleaders you know the nfl ponied up when they were forced to by uh, these groups, right? In order to placate and seem like they're working hand in hand, they ponied up and said, all right, we're going to give y'all a hundred million and you divvy it up into your community centers or do whatever you want. Just leave us out this motherfucker. Here's a hundred mil. Don't fuck about business. The fans are being turned off by this shit. We don't know what you're fighting for. We, we, we don't, we're, here's a hundred million dollars cheerleaders seen that and they all got together and said oh shit we out here showing our ass in the freezing weather I'm out here in Buffalo I'm damn near naked we got some black cheerleaders why don't they take a knee this is strategic you take a knee and if they say it you say it's for the me too movement I'm part of the Me Too movement. You think the NFL is not going to give you $100 million too? Every fucking thing is a hustle. That cheerleader could make the NFL address the Me Too movement. Watch out, NFL. Watch out. Extortion is coming from all sides. Because if that cheerleader says this is about the Me Too movement, what the fuck can you say? You have to acquiesce. I'm too deep, and yes, much too complicated. My lines when stated are quite often underrated, so consider it a privilege to hear this. 
This Daddy Third with G Moody here live in the Bronx, New York. Sports again. J.R. Smith has made a plea to be traded from the Cleveland Cavaliers of the NBA. Of course, anybody that played ball, you know why this motherfucker want to leave. Because LeBron left, and the game is no longer easy. So, you know you can't hold it down for yourself. And you know you're going to lose all the fucking games. Because only one guy left. And the team collapses. So, you're not the alpha male at all. You're just a fucking cog. So, now, you want to follow LeBron. Just come out and say it. I want to be with the Lakers. I hope Magic can get me a spot on the Lakers because I want to follow LeBron because I know LeBron is going to go deep in the playoffs. And if I'm there on a team, I could be a caboose and tag along. That's what it is. Come out and say that shit at the press conference. Don't bullshit yourself and don't bullshit the fans. You want to go where LeBron goes. Why? So we can win. I don't blame you. I don't hate you for that. Do your thing. You're almost out of the league. Why not get a few more championships if you can? This, that, and the third with G. Moody always giving y'all the fly flavor. The music is dope. The fans have told me they love the music. Of course, I'm the curator and I'm the MC. It's dope. I like it. It will always be there and you will be educated. Go to the Spotify soundtrack of This, That, and the Third with G. Moody. You will hear all the dope shit. You'll have the names and the titles of the songs that you may have not heard. But of course, it's fly because it came from me. And, of course, G. Moody is out and about. And I want all the fans to uh, know where they could support. You may be wondering, like, yo, where can I support this motherfucker? I love G. I've heard him for four years. Now he's on his own shit. I love him. Where can I support him? Well, here it is. Go to anchor.fm slash G dash Moody. And I'll say it again in my radio voice. Go to anchor.fm slash g dash moody and support this brother and after you do that after you have that kind heart go to itunes and give me a review i like the reviews i know you're going to give me a five star everybody's giving me five star rating but i love the reviews I, I love reading your thoughts on the podcast because the podcast is dope you will be content with my content that's how that's how it's going to be. That's that's going to be the standard of how we get down here. So, again, anchor.fm slash G dash Moody and then go to iTunes and give me a review and rating. And I say this and I stress this because it's very important that you do that because it helps the podcast. It helps me bring this great content, great commentary to the world. This, that and the third with G Moody always live and direct coming from new york city and all places in between we do this all the time i'm available on all the platforms from the l, from the l. l. 
This, that, and the third with G. Moody. Live in the Bronx, New York, on a night tip. This is called Rebuttal. We heard what happened. We heard. Now you're going to hear from the horse's mouth. Check it out. Let's start it like this. All the fans around the world, all you got to do is think about this to yourself. Whose name is on the title of the podcast? Is it I am Moody? No, it isn't. So if you want to know what happened to my disappearance, listen closely. You all remember, all of a sudden, G. Moody was gone. No explanation. I just wasn't on. So, I am always available. What do, what do they call me? Always ready, G. Monetti. I didn't get that name for nothing. Always available, always ready. So, I am always available with the mic. I'm always available to rock. So, all of a sudden, I used to get calls giving me a heads up, saying, boom, yo, going solo. Or the call to say, yo, 8 o'clock. Because whose podcast is it again? So the leader lets us all know what's going to happen because G. Moody can't podcast without the leader dictating. So the leader used to dictate whether G. Moody would be on or not for years. All of a sudden, this stops as the popularity grows. G. Moody is still always ready. Now, G. Moody has a life. I got a beautiful daughter. G. Moody has a life. I'm in her life. I'm not an absentee father. I got my life, but I'm always ready. The call stopped coming, but I'm in here ready. So we must ask ourselves, why did the call stop? Was G. Moody just forgotten? How could you forget G. Moody? He's been a constant. He's not reoccurring. So the fans are worried about my disappearance, and so am I. So, I bring it to the proper authorities. Yo, what's going on? Got nothing. Didn't say anything. Just waiting. Trying to get a heads up. Brought it to the proper authorities again. Continuing to happen. So it's forming a picture of what's going to happen. Because 
the actions of not calling all of a sudden is telling me something. Why is this happening? Why is it difficult to let me know? So G. Moody does reasonable deduction. Because it isn't my podcast. I make no decisions on the direction wherever we go. Because it's the I am Rappaport podcast. Not Moody. So I'm the caboose. I go along. Continues to happen. I bring it to the authorities again. No explanation. Fans start clamoring. Fans start hitting me all day on Twitter, Instagram, direct messages. None of these questions are being answered. But I was told to always engage the fans, but I see that it's never being answered. The fans are asking, yo, where is this dude? Where is, all of a sudden he's gone and no explanation. So I'm viewing this online as well. So the leader is in addressing the fans and letting them, letting them know like, G is going to be back on this day. Don't worry. If I was told that, we wouldn't be discussing this at this very moment. So you were clueless and I was clueless. Now, what is G Moody supposed to think? It's going in a new direction and I'm not coming along and I'm not being told for that very reason. It's reasonable to think that. The, the lack of communication tells you that. It's very easy to just tell a person. So I feel, man, I guess it's over for me. The writing seems to be on the wall. So what I do is I face the reality of that. I don't gripe. I'm not naive. Things happen for a reason. So I'm always available. I never stop working. I just was never getting a call. Episodes coming out. Fans saying, where the fuck is this guy? Another episode, another episode, another episode. You didn't get any notification and I didn't get any notification. So I'm in the dark just like you. The writing is on the wall for me based on what I'm seeing. People around the world have been hitting me up for years. I ignored or I said, no, I never thought about it. They said, we miss you. We don't see you on the episodes. You're getting, your appearances are becoming less and less and less. People saw it and I was experiencing it. So I decided to look into that. And I said, you know, these fans want to see me. 
And I'm over here at the whim of another man. So whenever he gets ready, whenever he feels ready, then I'm on. But the fans want more of me. So why shouldn't I give the fans what they want? They're actually coming to me on a personal basis, asking me, where are you? We miss you. Are you going to be on any episodes? And I had no fucking answers for these people. But remember, I was told to engage the fans. And I, had, I couldn't tell them anything because the leader of the I Am Rappaport podcast wasn't telling me anything. Maybe I should start my own podcast so I could give the fans what they want. Because I'm tired of these motherfuckers coming to me and I have nothing to say. They want to hear me and I'm like, I can't make the decision to just record and go on his podcast. I have to wait until I'm invited. So because of all that went on, it wasn't premeditated. It was a reaction to what was happening to me, to not being notified, to the fans not being given an explanation as to why I was disappeared, made me wary of my future and the direction. So naturally, anybody in my position would say, Oh, I guess the writing is on the wall for me. I can't demand to be on Homeboy's podcast. If he wants me, he wants me. If he doesn't, then that's what it is. But I'm not just going to sit here and be on the whim of another man. So what I'm going to do is form my own podcast. The fans have been asking for years that I should start one because they wanted to hear more of me so it was not premeditated there is cause and effect there is the genesis that starts everything and that's what caused things to go into motion that resulted in this that and the third popping up that is the genesis of why this, that, and the third came into being. Thank you. The realness. The, 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 the realness.